Welcome to Let's Talk Ed and Zahi. We have a, a special guest on today's program, and I'm going to let you make the introduction for Eric because he is someone that you know very well. Yeah, Eric and I go uh, go back a few years, and he keeps on reminding me that I'm a whippersnapper because he's three months older than I am. Uh, right, and look at his yeah. uh, face. Um, Eric, Eric, and I uh, met uh, when I was working at Hartnell, and he came in as a non-traditional student. Um, actually, uh, Charlie, my son's service dog, was a good way to. Uh, to get to meet Eric because of his love and experience uh, service animals. Uh, but uh, I thought I'd invite Eric uh, because he brings in the perspective that, Chris, honestly, you and I don't have. We've, we work near traditional uh, college-age uh, going students. Eric did that, but he also worked and came back and changed his entire career and career perspectives. So uh, I thought, what a, what a great opportunity to hear from somebody who changed his life and now is helping others change their lives as a teacher of welding. He ended up finishing another degree in welding, and he's been teaching. So Eric, welcome, and thank you for giving us the time and hopefully sharing some, some great stories with, uh, with the world. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. So... My life has had a couple of kind of big phases. So I, like Zahi said, I started out as a college student uh, at Concordia in Minnesota and moved on to Montana State when I ran out of money, uh, pursuing a degree in archaeology. Um, and I ran into a lot of the problems that first-time college students have, alcohol, substance abuse, and credit card debt. And uh, ultimately, I was working three or four jobs, working all night, and I just didn't have time for the college that all I was supposed to pay for. And I ended up dropping out, joining the military, where I worked in satellite communications for six years. Worked as a defense contractor and in IT for a number of years after that before starting a business. I ran a backpackers hostel for a little while, which I loved, but I, I wasn't good at it. We had some bad business decisions early, um, and I ended up out of that looking for something new to do. Um, when I, I was looking for something to do that wasn't IT, that wasn't for computers, where I could actually make something and, and build stuff. And um, My little sister at the time had just adopted a little girl in Seattle. And I was trying to think what I could do in the Seattle area. And I decided if I learned to weld, I could go work in the shipyards, um, be outside, make stuff. Um, that was the goal when I went back to college. So I went back to Hartnell on the GI Bill, uh, got my welding degree. And I'm, I think, one class away from getting a digital media degree as well, slowly finishing that. Um, and when I finished that, I'd worked, filled in as a lab assistant. Uh, I was friends with Sahi's dog. So I'm the only person I know of that ever got a job on the, the reference of a dog, um, but Charlie was a great reference. Um, got my paw in the door that way. And uh, ultimately, when I got my degree, uh, Zahi asked me if I would be interested in taking over as an adjunct. Uh, and so that's kind of how I, I got into teaching. I've been doing it for seven or eight years now. Mm -hmm. I think that sounds about right. Something along those lines anyway. So, Eric, one of the things that, that we've talked about a lot on the show is community colleges in particular uh, are, are looking for ways to attract non-traditional students. So what would be your advice for, for community colleges to go out and find students like you that fit your story? Um, I think a lot of students my age, I got a degree 
But that was because Zahi required I have the degree to teach, and I needed it for that. I mean, that was a requirement. But you don't need a degree to weld. Um, and I don't think you need a degree for a lot of stuff. I think I think just promoting the fact that it's it's one of the cheapest, easiest ways to learn something new. And even if you're not trying to change your life and get a new j- degree or a new job and, and make a pull, full 90-degree pivot, it's a good way just to go back and learn something. Um, I was talking to our local uh, sheriff. She was at the school for an event the other day, not to arrest anybody, but for an actual fun event. And uh, she takes classes at, at community colleges all the time because she's just interested in learning something. And I think we need to push the fact that that community colleges aren't just for those people looking to get from A to B for a four-year degree right away. They're a place that you can learn stuff, that it's safe to learn things, to take new classes, uh, to learn new skills and get stuff. Most of the non-traditional students I have in class are either there because they have hobbies and they just want to learn to weld. Maybe they're retirees. Maybe they're tired of their husband not doing their projects and they're going to do them themselves. Uh, Maybe they're into cars, whatever it may be. Or they are people pivoting and making that change like myself. And at least within the welding industry, a welding job's not going to ask if you have a degree. They're going to look at that resume, stick it out of the way, and ask you to weld something, right? The skill's what's important, not the piece of paper. So you can come back, take two, three, four classes, the stuff that interests you, the stuff you think you need, get out there. And then hopefully you continue and get that degree. So at some point when you're tired of working in the yard and carrying the heavy stuff, you're ready to pick up the clipboard and the jelly donut and take that degree and be the boss. Um, It doesn't have to be, I sit down and I go to school for two years back to back to back. I can take my time and transition to what else I'm doing as I learn the skills and as I become more comfortable in that life. Does that make sense? It does. And I really like the idea that that you talked about uh, with the sheriff there, that sort of concept of of lifelong learning. Um, Yeah. And and that's one of the things I really like about community colleges. So I'm going to be taking a decorative welding class uh, here starting in a couple of weeks. And I'm incredibly excited about it. I took a, a welding class about five or six years ago and haven't really done much with again. I take guitar lessons right now. Mm. And all of this for me, it's about, you know, personal enrichment, that personal enjoyment, finding things that I like. And that's one of the great things about community colleges. Yeah. I am teaching ornamental black iron in the fall. So, you know, if you need another semester of it, come let me know. <laughs> now, for, uh, the, the, Chris, another, another thing that occurred to me, yes, yes to, uh, to lifelong learning, but given that we're hitting an enrollment cliff nationally and given that, uh, you know, employment, uh, employment is getting harder, having a workforce that has that knowledge that we can manufacture things in the U.S., you know, we're just talking about, you know, Samsung and Apple that are moving out of China because of the lockdowns uh, that they've been having for the last, what, three years now? So a lot of it uh, might be coming back this way. Do we have mm-hmm. the workforce for it? And I understand it's not uh, welding necessarily, but but welding is a big thing that we do for our roads, for our buildings, for our cars, for any number of different uh, uses. So, Eric, how have you been talking to folks because you also sold uh, welding equipment and gases and electrodes. Uh, how have you talked to people about education and about the, the opportunity to use a two-year college as a stepping stone? 
Well, welding, it's easy. Uh, depending on who you talk to, there's anywhere from two to 400,000 open welding jobs in the country right now. We are in a town that is ag fabrication through and through. We've probably got 250 weld shops in this town. Um, and uh, so the opportunity is there. We don't pay spectacular starting because this is one of the few areas that still produces high school welders. Uh, FFA, 4-H, and the high schools have some welding programs as well. So we get students that are willing to work for minimum wage so they don't have to work at McDonald's, right? That makes it harder as an adult who's transitioning into it because that first job is probably going to be minimum wage. But on the other hand, I have a student who took three classes from me, went out, has been working in the industry for three years, and he makes $65,000 a year even here in Salinas right now. So – while that initial pay may not look good, if you do your job and you show up on time and you work hard, um, the pay raises are there fairly quickly within this industry because there's a big need. There are a lot of people that need those jobs. So it's an easy argument within welding. Now, I think Apple's moving to Thailand and places like that because China got too expensive. I think the rest is just an excuse in my opinion. But a lot of American companies like Ford are bringing back jobs because – um, supply chain disruptions, right? Ford got tired of waiting for parts and having yards filled with trucks that are missing one part. So they've announced that they're opening more factories. They're doing working with more of their parts manufacturers and try to bring those in. So they may not say Ford on the front door, but at the end of the day, that's what they're making parts for. And they need to be here locally where we can stick them on a semi-truck and get them there. So I think you are going to see a lot of manufacturing returning to the U.S. I think in the past, we kind of priced ourselves out a lot of that market, um, but an expensive part is better than a part that's never going to show up. So I think we are going to see some of that. I think if at some point the country starts spending some of those infrastructure dollars that we keep voting on, um, our bridges, our roads, our dams, um, those all need those all need tradespeople, electricians and welders and concrete and plumbers and road workers. All of that stuff needs to be done, and there's going to be a demand for that. Uh, it doesn't require a college degree necessarily. Uh, like I said, it's great if you continue on and you want to get that promotion and be the boss. Uh, but those are jobs that community colleges can teach. You know, they can get you out there and they can get you comfortable enough to apply for a place and get in. Even if you don't have a lot of experience, you've at least got some skills, something to bring to the table. And uh, I think you can. The job market's there, right? We can talk about traditional college degrees, but what do you do with a theoretical math degree? Right. You work in AI now, I guess uh, that's the answer to that. But how many of those jobs are there actually, truly? Right. We produce a lot of those people. My brother-in-law has a degree in mathematics and he's worked in retail most of his life because what do you do with a math degree? Right. There's a lot of those jobs that sound good, that have very good jobs, but there's not a lot of those jobs available. Within welding, there's good paying jobs that are readily available. There's a lot of opportunity. And if you're one of those people that isn't a college person, right, it's not somebody that wants to sit down and do a lot of book work and a lot of homework. You want to make something, you want to build something, um, then welding is an easy sale. Um, we don't, you're not going to go home and have to read three chapters and write me a term paper for this class, right? You're going to show up and you're going to weld and you're going to make something and you're going to have that job satisfaction at the end of the class about what you've done. Um, and I think that makes it even an easier sale once we actually get them in the first class. So, um, uh, like I said, I don't know what other people do, but the job market is there, the pay is there, the job satisfaction is there, and not having to sit in a classroom for four years is a huge benefit. I'm good at school. I like school, but I don't want to sit in a classroom for four more years before I get an entry-level job, right? You know, I could go back and finish an archaeology degree, but you know what to do with a bachelor's in archaeology? You dig really square ditches, 
right, for minimum wage um, until you get a PhD, right? And you still make minimum wage, but at least you're in charge of the guy digging the ditches. So, um, or you're or you're digging circular ditches rather than square ditches. Yeah, maybe I've, I've done some of those too. But you know, I mean, call a plumber over Christmas, right? Find out what they make. You know, open heart surgery is probably cheaper nowadays. So Chris had to do that. Oh, I'm, I apologize. I've had I've had one heart attack. That was enough. I'm trying to be a little bit better about it. Um, so, uh, and I've only had one leak over Christmas. So both both painful. Um, which was more, I'm not sure yet. Uh, yeah, the, the sewer leak was very painful for me. Very painful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I hear that. So uh, I don't know. I think it's an easy sale. I, I think I think generally speaking, once people know that it exists, we don't have problems. Our classes are full every semester, um, you know, and we're waitlisted every semester. You know, I have 25 slots and I might have 10 or 15 people on every waitlist. So, uh, you know. I don't know. Welding's welding's an, you know, it's not selling, you know, ice cubes to Eskimos in this case, right? We're it's a good one. Yeah. You don't have to be very good at it to sell it, I don't think. <laughs> well, Eric, I want to thank you for joining us on this edition of Let's Talk Ed. We'll bring you back here for uh, some more episodes as well to keep our, our discussion going. So uh, if you enjoy discussions like this, be sure and uh, like our channel here on YouTube, ring that bell down below. You'll get notified when we post new content like this. And of course, you can find Let's Talk Ed on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for our special guest, Eric Painter and Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.